The Church Media Podcast, episode number 13, Setting the Stage with Jonathan Malm. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for creating dynamic experiences and building solid production teams at your church. Video, audio, lighting, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now, broadcasting from the heart of the South, here's your host, Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. Hey, and welcome to episode number 13 of the Church Media Podcast. I'm Carl Barnhill, your host. This is the definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. It's my goal to give you the tools and the confidence that you need to use media at your church or through your ministry where people meet Jesus and where they grow in their relationship with him. In this episode, my guest is Jonathan Malm. He's the creator of some powerhouse resources for the church media space, including churchstagedesignideas.com, seriesideas.com, and Sunday Mag. He's also the author of Created for More and Unwelcome. His new book, Set the Stage, is available now on Amazon and wherever ebooks are sold. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to have you, man. Let's get started by talking about your new book, Set the Stage. Now, tell me what the book is about and why you felt compelled to write it. Yeah, so Set the Stage is really sort of a manifesto, if you will, for stage design. Um, I, I've seen so many different stage designs through my site, Church Stage and Ideas, and I, I've kind of seen this like dichotomy between like the really excellent ones and the ones that maybe are using the same material or even using more expensive materials but don't quite, you know, hit it. Uh, so I tried to kind of identify what are some of the main differences that set those excellent stage designs apart from the kind of mediocre ones. And uh, I think I, I think I kind of shared, I think I shared what I've learned from the from the site. So I think it's a, I think it was pretty successful. All right, uh, you start the book off by telling readers uh, the right or wrong way uh, to look at stage design. You say that. A stage design is not necessary, that it should not be used to help grow your church. Talk, talk to me about that and some of the wrong reasons why we pour our time and energy and, and even money into our stages. Yeah, I think so often we see, you know, the huge church down the street using stage design. Um, and, you know, we kind of wonder, okay, what's that church's special sauce? You know, like every, every, every kind of growing church or every large church kind of has their thing that like, oh, this is what they do. This is their formula. And so often I think we can see stage design as one of those kind of formula elements that makes us think, oh, wow, that, that's why that church is doing well. And, man, to be honest, that's not the right reason to do anything in church, especially yeah. stage design. Um, you know, I mean, we, can, we can spend so much, so much money, so much energy, so much time just pouring it into that and really wasting our time because, um, you know, it, it's a tool to communicate. And if you're not, if you're not sure what you're communicating, don't use the tool, kind of like, Kind of like those uh, those people on on Twitter when it first came out, they're like, "Oh, just uh, just stubbed my toe." Like they had no idea what they were trying to communicate, so their use of Twitter was useless. They were wasting their time and they were wasting everyone else's time who was following them. Um, and that's really, I think, what what we can do with stage design is we can just kind of waste our time by not really understanding what our true purpose for doing stage design is. How much do you think that we uh, compare ourselves to other churches and? Uh, you talked about that a, a little bit. I, I think we all can get in that rut of, man, they look like they're killing it over there. Uh, so talk to me about that and, and how you wrestled with that in, in the sections of the, of the book. 
I think, man, comparison is just a big issue, not only just for Christians, but, but for the church, just everyone. Um, so often I think we see what other people have, and we assume that if we had that, we'd be able to be successful. Um, and that's really not the case. You know, we each have different purposes. We each have different, um, basically different uh, things that God wants to use us for. And he's going to equip us with the certain things that we need for what he wants to use us for. I was, I was reading in Exodus recently, and, and uh, God was telling Moses to have all the tribal leaders bring in, you know, oxen and carts. And he was to distribute those to the, to the Levites according to what they did. And so, you know, it says, uh, and Moses gave these people this many oxen and this many carts. He gave this, these people this much, this much, this much. And then it says, it says this cool line, it says, but he didn't give any to this certain group because their job was to carry everything by hand. Like, their purpose was to carry by hand. And I imagine, man, if I was in that situation, I'd probably think, oh, well, why did those people get oxen and carts and I didn't? You know, like, it, it, it seems like it's so easy to see what they have and say, oh, that, why, why didn't I get that? But, man, that's not your job. Your job is to God specifically chose you to carry it by hand. It's an honored position to carry the Ark of the Covenant by hand. So, of course, God's not going to give you that stuff. Um, I think that's what happens in churches, where we each have unique roles, and man, God might have a very specific, very set-apart goal for your church, and He's not going to give you the budget that He might be giving another person with a different goal. You know, I'm seeing that uh, as I'm traveling around and kind of coaching teams and churches in that, too, that they're trying to be a different culture than their church is, or create a different culture that is not going to translate to the culture that they're currently in. They just see another yeah. church down the road killing it, or in their eyes killing it. Um, but uh, you know, maybe they're trying to do use certain elements or or create certain things that are just not fitting for their culture, and they're wondering why. Well, you're you're not playing to the right culture, perhaps. Oh uh, yeah, that's a huge issue. I mean, a, a rural church in Indiana is not going to reach the same people and need the same, you know, technology that, a, that an urban church in Miami is going to need. It's completely right. different cultures. Exactly. All right, let's move on to a different part of the book. You asked the, the question, who is stage design for? Now, wh- why is it important and uh, that we don't over-spiritualize designing our stages? Yeah, I mean, I think so often we can say, I mean, everything we want to do in our church, we, you know, we, we say, oh, it's for God. And, and yes, in a sense, everything that we do in our church is for God. And it's actually in an in an integral sense, everything we do is for God. We should be doing everything as unto God. But, um, you know, the, the, the purpose of stage design is not to somehow worship God with our visuals on stage. Yes, it does that. But the primary purpose of it really is to help the people who are coming in kind of connect with what's going on. It's really to set an atmosphere or an environment for people. And uh, I, I think the danger we get into whenever we, you know, over-spiritualize our design, like saying, oh, this is for God, is you know, our temptation will be to put crosses and doves everywhere, right? Like, uh, that, that's, that's spiritualizing, quote-unquote, the, uh, the stage. But, man, that doesn't necessarily connect with people. That's not necessarily what people are needing in order to be kind of ushered into an environment with God. Um, the sta- you know, the cross is a great, powerful symbol, but uh, unless it's kind of in conjunction with what's happening on the Sunday. You know, if you're doing a Sunday where you're talking about the cross, man, put the cross up there because it's going to be a powerful symbol. But if you're doing a Sunday where you're talking about, you know, uh, the baby Jesus, man, but, you know, yes, ultimately the cross was a, a major part of that story, but, you know, it doesn't really fit with what you're trying to communicate and what you're trying to prepare for your congregation at that moment. Right. Kind of leading into that, uh, you talk about decorating versus designing. Uh, what's the difference? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, in a, in a design, you know, think about whenever you're designing a graphic, and hopefully you do it this way. Every little piece should have a purpose. It should be communicating something. You know, we don't want to add a bunch of fluff into our designs. Otherwise, it just becomes like, oh, we're adding grunge textures for no reason, or we're adding drop shadows for no reason. Like, we can, you know, it, it's, it's all about prettying up. But really, design is about simplifying it where you're communicating something. You know, you take everything out that's not communicating something. Whereas decorating, man, my house, you know, I have these little fake books on an entryway table, and there's no utility to them whatsoever except for decoration. Um, and so, so that's what can happen on our stages is we kind of approach it as an interior decorator where we just add elements. We add a tree here. We add a couch here. We add, you know, we're just trying to pretty our stage. But really what we're trying to do is create an environment to communicate something to people. And that's, that's why I'm advocating design versus decorating, where design is, man, what does this contribute to the um, overall vision of the service? How can we p paint this with light or with projection in such a way that it, it changes the whole mood of the space? How do we deal with that on a, on a staff or volunteer level? Like I grew up in a church where the nice old ladies would spend their time decorating <laughs> the service mm -hmm. and, and then uh, move to churches where there are full-time staff people. That, that's their job is to create stages and environments for churches. Walk me through kind of both of those and, and the, the in-between. How do we steward those people and coach th those different cultures? Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of it is just giving people the vision for what you're trying to accomplish. Because, frankly, most people who see stage design, they think it's about prettying up your stage. So that's the way they're going to approach it. And the key is to coach people, hey, guys, this is not just about decoration. This is about trying to communicate something, and this is what we're trying to communicate. So let's let's work within that vein. The first, I mean, I think that's a big deal is just kind of setting the course. Yeah. You know, if you don't set the course for the ship, you're going to end up somewhere where you don't want to be. Um, and then, man... You know, there are so many resources. I mean, Church Stage Design Day is obviously one of them that just gives you, give you really inexpensive things that you can do that still make that impact. You know, you don't have to have LED lighting, even though it's getting massively inexpensive to use. You don't have to have projection, even though it's really getting inexpensive to use. Um, you can start with anything you can find. As long as it's safe, you can make it happen for an awesome kind of environmental piece of just setting the atmosphere for the room. All right. So also in the book, you, you put together a, a very hefty list of quick tips from uh, some of the top church media guys in the space. Tell me about how you compiled those and maybe a couple of your favorites. Yeah. So, I mean, I really just, uh, after I wrote the book, I reached out to some of the folks, some of the friends of mine that helped me with the site. And I was like, hey, you know, I trust what you guys do on stages. So where, what did I miss here? Or where, where, what did I not cover that you really think people need to get? And I just asked them for that feedback, and that's what they gave me. And I was really impressed with some of the stuff they gave me. Um, you know, some, some of my favorite ones are about using light. Like, uh, man, if you're using 100% of your lights all the time, uh, you, you have nowhere to go, right? right? Like, uh, it's kind of in the, like the same way with a song. You know, a song doesn't start with every instrument playing as loud as they can all the time for five minutes. That's just going to be boring, unless it's maybe like a you know screamo punk rock song. But uh, <laughs> even then, even then, some of my best I actually like screamo, and some of them actually are super low and then super loud. And um, you know, there's there's this huge dynamic element, and that's the same thing with your lights. If you're you know you should you should really pull back. Don't even use all of them. Uh, and really, the fact that stage designs look best the less light um, light tends to kind of pick up the flaws. So if you have you know slight imperfections in your stage design elements, it's going to pick it up. So that's probably it's probably my favorite um, my favorite one right there. Anyone anyone stuck out to you? 
Um, no, not off the top of my head. I think what really grabbed me is just the breadth of knowledge from guys from all over the country. The you know smaller churches, big churches, different cultures. They all kind of have their own take, even though we're all after kind of the same goal and creating a, an amazing uh, experience or environment for our people. That just the variety was just so refreshing to me. Yeah, and it was kind of cool to be honest. Um, you know, I mean, there wasn't really much of a, a, a unified group until Church Stage Identity is. But even then, all we share is, is designs. Like, we don't really share philosophy. Yes, there's some communication about it, but it was interesting to see that a lot of the thoughts in the book were, were things that people have been wrestling with themselves and they've been dealing with. Um, so it's kind of cool. Like, even though each person's been approaching this from their own, you know, perspectives, there's kind of been this unifying thought, this unifying kind of, uh, perspective on stage design that's developed in the church, which is fun. And I'm not in any way the, the spearhead of that necessarily, but I've gotten to come along and just be a part of it and uh, kind of witness what, what's been going on amazingly and hopefully put that into a book. So, <laughs> Well, that's a great segue. When we come back after this break, we're going to be talking about that website, churchstagedesignideas.com, and how you can be a pro at it. Uh, we'll be right back with Jonathan Mom. Check this out. You're listening to the Church Media Podcast with Carl Barnhill. Hey, Carl Barnhill here. I want to tell you about the new ebook from my friend Jonathan Maul. It's called Set the Stage, a manifesto for church stage design. In creating experiences, it's not only about the tools we use or how to accomplish a project. I believe sometimes we need to evaluate the philosophy behind why we do something. That's exactly what Jonathan has put together in this book as it relates to stage design. He tackles the why behind stage design, who we create stages for, how seeing stage design as a tool for visual worship can make them more effective, and so much more. If you're a media director or production volunteer at your church, this book is a must-have for your library. I'm giving away a free copy this week only. Visit 1230media.com forward slash set the stage to enter your email address and win. That's 1230media.com forward slash set the stage. You're listening to the Church Media Podcast. The show notes for this episode are available now at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now back to your church media coach, Carl Barnhill. Welcome back. I'm talking with creative entrepreneur and author, Jonathan Malm. Jonathan, tell me about churchstagedesignideas.com. How can we be a pro at it? Yeah, well, I mean, some of the pro tips are, uh, there's a lot of little hidden features that are there. Um, I think a lot of people don't know about an option that I created called Curated List. You know, uh, most of the stage designs are, are kind of categorized by stage design, Easter design, Christmas design. But, you know, there's a lot of things that don't necessarily fall into those major categories. So, I constantly have people asking me who, who are involved in portable churches or churches who meet in theaters, you know, hey, I wish you had something for me. And surprise, uh, I've actually kind of grabbed any portable church that, that, that posts their design on the site. I've created a curated list that has portable stage designs. Um, so you can check that out. And there's, there's some pretty amazing options, things that, you know, you'd think that as a portable church, you might not be able to do quite as amazing things as, as other churches are doing. But no, that's not the case. Like there are some churches doing incredible things even being portable. Uh, so that's kind of the, the same curated list. The same in that curated list, there's a, kind of our favorite designs, the ones that I've chosen that, man, I love this design. These, these are my favorites. So I've kind of put those together in this, uh, this, this really easy to use list. 
Um, also things, you know, some of the designs are, are separated by materials. So if you have extra coroplast on hand, which man, if you've done stage design for much, for, for long, you have tons of coroplast on mm -hmm. hand. Uh, you can see all the designs that use coroplast, all the designs that use aluminum screening, bubble wrap, um, kind of all those popular uh, materials. So kind of put that together. Um, and that's probably the biggest pro tip that I think a lot of people miss out on is how to use it like that. Now, how did it uh, how did it start? Let's kind of go back just a little bit. When when and, and why did you did you uh, feel the need to start the site? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't some like massive visionary moment for me or anything. Um, I was working at a church as, as a creative director, worship leader, kind of you know jack of all trades sort of guy. Um, and we we were trying to modernize this church that was built in the seventies. Um, it had gone through you know so many different pastors, so many different you know, movements of God uh, that, you know, everyone had been to the church, but no one really knew what the church was anymore because it was, it was new. It was a new church. Um, so we were trying to, you know, basically make the building reflect what was going on in our services, which our services were very modern wor worship and, uh, you know, relevant teaching. So um, we did the stage design, and I didn't really know that this was a thing. Like, I didn't know churches did this. Um, I didn't know. I mean, obviously, there were other people doing it out there, but I didn't really know about it, and I didn't know it was a, it was a movement necessarily. Um, so I, I just kind of on my personal blog posted it up, and I saw that people were really finding my blog based on that search term, church stage design ideas. So I kind of thought, I'm like, man, it would be interesting if there was a space that we could kind of put all these ideas. I'm sure I'm not the only one doing it since other people are searching for it. Um, so it just kind of created the site and started seeing, you know, what I could post up and what I could gather from stuff that was already out there. And Pretty soon people started um, submitting designs for it, and it just grew from there. It's, it's been a phenomenal kind of success, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's just, it just kind of tapped into a niche that I, I don't think anyone really knew existed. How many uh, submissions do you get a month, roughly? I probably get a little bit more than one a day. Um, so that'd be, you know what, like 31, 32, 33, somewhere mm -hmm. around there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just fluctuates based on the seasons. You know, like it's funny, uh, during during like Christmas, when every or, or right after Christmas, like there's like a week after Christmas where pretty much every church worker is in a coma. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't get any submissions those days. But <laughs> but you know then then you know two weeks later, whenever they emerge from their from their holes, they uh, then I start getting the submissions again. So they're all taking a week of. The, they're taking yeah, a week of vacation. Week of <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. that's that's the goal, right? So um, it's been funny. It's been funny to kind of see you know. The, the the flow of how active church people are online. So uh, as the as the uh, designated curator of uh, of all these these ideas, tell me some things that you've learned. What are some things that have surprised you, or that you've learned from seeing other stages, or just uh, curating uh, all these ideas on on the site? Yeah, the, I mean, the first thing that I learned, which is kind of embarrassing is that that stage design that we did that everyone was finding and I thought was so cool, I found out that I could have done it for way cheaper, way quicker, way more versatile, way more portable. Like I could have done it so much different. I think we spent so much money on it. We, we built these steel frames, so we got this welder out to weld these steel frames. And then, we, then we covered it with spandex, and then that was features, so we had to cover it with like three layers of spandex. And so we ripped through tons of steel, tons of spandex. We had to put sandbags on there to make sure that these massive, heavy things weren't toppling over on our band. Man, it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was the wrong way to do it. There was way better ways to do it. So I learned that, man, 
and pretty much any idea you have, there's probably a cheaper way to do it. Uh, using you know inexpensive materials that are still safe, uh, lightweight, like coroplast was one of the things I learned. Man, that stuff is phenomenal because yeah. it's basically like plastic cork cardboard. So you have the longevity of plastic, but you have the lightweightness of cardboard. So it's pretty fantastic. And actually, there's there's a friend of mine who started a company that creates these uh, these these uh, modular kind of scenes out of coroplast. They're these kind of laser cut um, pieces that you can put together to make a stage design. It's really cool. He just launched a site called modscenes.com, M-O-D-scenes.com. Um, and that's a cool new product. It's actually not much more expensive than Coroplast in the first place. So quick plug for my friend there. Yeah, that's um, really he's one of He's one of the ones who uh, contributed, contributes on the site. His name is Stephen Hall, um, based in Oklahoma, and he does some really cool stuff. So let's go back to the book. Is there anything uh, else that you want to um, mention or why should readers uh, go and, and get the book, put it on their shelf and, and reference it? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that so much of what we do is, is intangible. Um, I, I, I think we can, we can you know, come from this place of, 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 of you know, trying to do ministry by seeing what, we, what needs to be done. You know, like each week, we need to do worship, we need to do the message, we need to do offering, maybe some announcements. And we can start focusing so much on the formula uh, and forget the why behind what we do. So, man, Set the Stage was really a why for stage design, which I think is so important to revisit every, every three or four months. I, I, I find this all the time in my writing, you know, where I, I, I write all the time, like so much, or, or speaking, I speak so much that I kind of forget the, 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 the driving force behind what I should do, why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. I forget, oh man, ultimately it's stories that get people excited about, about doing something. It's, it's not just words that are really cool or really unique. Uh, so all these things we kind of forget, and that's, that's really I think, the purpose for the book is, is just one of those whys to get you kind of refocused in your efforts. Um, so yeah, set the stage was kind of that, that was the goal for it. Well, dude, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate you uh, you coming on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Jonathan's new ebook, Set the Stage, can be found on Amazon, iBooks, and other ebook stores. And you can find out more about Jonathan and check out his current projects at jonathanmalm.com. I want to thank you for joining me this week on the Church Media Podcast. My hope and prayer is that we can learn from each other how to create experiences at our churches where people meet Jesus and where they take their next step with him. Let me know what you think. I would love it if you would take the time to rate and review the podcast in iTunes, or you can shoot an email to me directly at carl at 1230media.com. You can also grab the show notes for this episode, listen to archive episodes and more at 1230media.com forward slash podcast. I also want to thank the legend for his producing powers in action for this episode, the amazing David Michael Hyde. You can find out more about David at davidmichaelhyde.com. Thanks again for joining me this week. Go out there, guys, and create some amazing experiences this Sunday. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Get the show notes for today's episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And be sure to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. For more free church media resources, visit 1230media.com. We'll see you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast.